A man of God said something that is very, very true. He said that vision is a picture of the future that produces passion. In Proverbs 29, 18, the, the scripture says, Where there is no vision that the people perish. How many of you know that Henry Ford had a vision? What was the picture that Henry Ford had in his mind? Well, it was a Model T, right? And it was a Model T parked in every driveway of every butcher, every baker, and every candlestick maker. For Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., it was the picture of a future where two children, one black and one white, would sit across from each other on a seesaw, oblivious of the color of one another's skin. For Dr. Billy Graham, he pictured thousands of wayward people coming to Christ under that glorious banner of the gospel of Christ in that wonderful song, Just As I Am. Vision produces passion. You know, vision gets clearer and clearer all the time, but one thing I know about vision for sure is that it leaks. And so it must be rehearsed very often and celebrated very often. And that's one of the purposes for tonight is to celebrate the goodness of the Lord. You know, if we had three letters that we could remember that really embodies our vision and understand that there's all sorts of things that are camped around it and things that you do to fulfill what the vision is, but it would be RHM, that would be reaching the lost, healing the hurting and maturing the believer. Everyone say R. R. H. H. M. M. And so tonight, we are reaching, and we want to talk about that for a moment and, and tell you how that you as a church and we as a body have been able to reach in the last maybe 11, 12 months. Reaching, reaching more people, touching more lives. One way that we have done it is we've gone with two morning services. And since we have gone with two morning services, we have increased on Sunday morning numerically by 12%. Now this morning, we almost hit the 200 mark. In the 9 a.m. In the 9 a.m. service. And I don't know how many we had in the second service. But I believe that God is going to accommodate part of our vision by bringing more people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Amen? Amen. And also, it it makes a way uh, for more people to be saved at our altars. And somebody said, Amen. Amen. And really, that's what the gospel is all about. To reach out to hurting people with the good news of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then part of reaching is reaching out to our community. Many of you will remember on September the 11th, it was the 10th year anniversary of that tragic day of 9-11 in our nation. But we as a church, we were able to honor the Hayward Police, the Union City Police, the Fire Department, some of the first responders, they came to our service. And we were able to let them know how grateful we are for their service. We prayed for them. We blessed them. And that was a wonderful opportunity. That speaks in a community that a church family will acknowledge the service of people, men and women, that serve our community in that capacity. So that was a great community outreach. And then lots of you helped participate 
in our Operation Outreach. Remember that wonderful day in August when we had so many folks here on this beautiful grounds and we were able to give away 250 backpacks. That's amazing. And they were filled with school supplies for the children. And then also we were able to serve lunch to 600 people. And in addition to that, we gave away 180 bags filled with groceries. And then we provided fun for the children and the families that were here. We'll just look at some of those pictures. But we had the jumpers. We had the, they were face painting, all sorts of activities were happening out on that parking lot. People were driving by and seeing. This was just a great, wonderful outreach here to our community. I love this next picture of this little girl. You can just see there the joy on their faces as they were participating in this games. And then the other children that were jumping in the jumper there, having a great time. Then we came into the sanctuary and 250 backpacks that you as a congregation helped to fill were able to be sewn into these precious lives. You know, you've heard that, that uh, saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. I love the smile of this little girl. And look at that backpack. It was so full. She was hunched over. She could hardly carry the goodness of God. And that's what it was. The goodness of God being displayed to our community. And then this next one too, this family here, just the gratitude because lives were touched by the love of God. Amen. Now at the back door one day, there was a couple there that says, I am so happy to be in your church. And I said, well, who are you and where are you from? And they introduced themselves and they said, we came to this church because of the backpack outreach. Amen. So reaching out with evangelism, let me just give you a tally of people that have been saved. 3,918 born again, year to date. Now understand this, and I realize and I know this, that most of this is from the evangelism team on the streets. We do our, our very best to steer them to church, but we are obeying the principle of making fishers of men. Amen? Yep. And so we rejoice in that. Operation Outreach. There were 88 people saved at Operation Outreach. Glory. In the prayer room thus far, 39 people. We're going up from there. Amen. The Zucchini Festival. And the Zucchini Festival is in the old neighborhood where we used to be. Remember Royal Avenue over there? 185 people born again. Woo! Amen. And then 85 salvations reported by the congregation. This Zucchini Festival is really a, it's a two-day event held at Hayward's Kennedy Park and it attracts twenty to 30,000 people every year. This event provides us with an opportunity to, to make our church known in the community. Heart of the Bay Christian Center has participated in the Zucchini Festival for the past 10 consecutive years. Notice some of the pictures that go along with that wonderful time of outreach. I am not ignorant of the fact that the demographics in Hayward itself, that the Hispanic community is roughly 35 to 40 percent. So one of the things that we're going to be doing and one of the things we're going to be sharing is we are going to be reaching out to our Hispanic community. We're going to very soon be doing Bible translation during the services. 
Also on the first Wednesday night, the midweek service, I'm going to be speaking in English and I'm going to have an interpreter along with me. And we're going to be trying to do that once every month on a Wednesday. And then by the grace of God, we're going to be moving into Bible study. And from there, we'll just see what the Lord will do. Also, when our son James was here, we had, how many of you remember the made to worship? It was a night filled with worship. It was attended by two to three hundred people. A team went to Chabot College to advertise the event to the students. Look at some of these pictures. And then look at the team. What a good looking crew. (laughs) All right. Now, let me just give you uh, some ministry support because I believe that we're not only going into the Bay Area, but we're going into all the world. So let me just give you a list over the past year that we've been able to give into the following ministries. Kenneth Hagin Ministries, Mutual Faith Ministries, that's Brother Keith Hershey. I know you love him. We also gave into the Kingdom Fiesta that we'll be sharing just a little bit about later and toward part of the budget for that in Beirut, Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Tony Cook Ministries, who just ministered to 3,500 people on three different services this morning in Indonesia. Who his new book, Grace, the DNA of God, could be a textbook for the theological seminaries if they had enough sense. (laughs) Kenneth Copeland Ministries, More Life Ministries. By the way, Brother Keith is going to be here in another week and a half. Jim Caseman Ministries, Radical Reality Ministries. Can we hear it for Brother Donnie Moore? He's a great youth minister, been in the, in, the, in the state of California for years, and he's also the chaplain for the Oakland A's. Miller Hope Center, which is a local community outreach. Light oh. Ministries, oh. Haiti, amen, Terry and Carrie Nelson. Kelly Dunnick Ministries in Samoa. And then an African outreach that we had an opportunity to participate in. The Joplin Disaster Relief. And then our own local community of women on the way. Amen. Some of the other areas that we reach out to our community and to our church family through are our We Care ministry. I'm sure some of you have uh, been blessed by that ministry. We Care is a ministry where we provide food and goods to those in need. We provide an average of 80 bags of groceries for 40 families per week. Now, I didn't just come up with this figure. We had a mathematician do that, but that's 4,160 bags of groceries per year just through our We Care ministry. I think that's awesome because, you know, when you touch, when you touch people at their point of need and every one of us like to eat, then that's an incredible thing. Then some other things that we've been able to do on a local basis and reach out with, with the love of God. It's through the cell phone drive. Some of you may have participated in that. We'll be doing that again. This January, we were able to give away 50 used cell phones. And those are, they are given to a shelter. They recycle them. I don't know what they do with them, but it's a blessing. Amen. 
And then the eyeglass drive. Also, this June, many of you brought your old eyeglasses. We got 125 pairs of glasses, and they were given to the Elks Club. They, in turn, were tested and cleaned, and then they were shipped to eye clinics all over the world, to third world countries. Now, that's an incredible idea and a good way to be a blessing. Sometimes people say, well, I don't have a lot of money to give. You have an old cell phone. You have some old sunglasses or eyeglasses. And then another thing that we are right in the midst of doing now, and I'm sure many of you could participate in this as well, is our warm coat drive. Last year, we were able to give away 150 slightly used or new coats were given and distributed to folks here in the Bay Area that needed a warm coat. It's getting colder, so people need nice warm coats. And this is another one that we have just kicked off that you can get involved in right now, and that is our Thanksgiving boxes. We want to up it every year in the families that we are able to bless. If you were here this morning, you saw the video announcement that now it's time to adopt a turkey. There's turkeys that are waiting in a lot your of local, around. <laughs> local grocery store. The right kind of turkey that need to be adopted and put on somebody's table this Thanksgiving. So you can get involved in that. You can also pick up a grocery bag and buy some other canned goods as well. We are in the holiday season. We've done this for many years. We've done the Christmas for others. Wonderful outreach. You'll see it soon in our lobby. It's a Christmas tree with tags on there that we ask you to go and buy that specific gift and bring it back. Last year, look at this, 250 gifts were generously donated by our church family. And most of these gifts are taken over to this local ministry, Women of the Word, or Women on the Way now, Women on the Way. And anyway, these are You're women. You're on your own now. <laughs> <laughs> These are women that are recovering from addictions and stuff, and most of them have children. But it's a, just a wonderful opportunity to be a blessing. Then this is something else that our, our church family, we've had this going on now. In June, we completed four FPU, Financial Peace Universities. How many of you have attended one of those classes? Well, 60 families in our church have attended and completed this Financial Peace University. And together, those 60 families have paid off $200,000 in debt. That's awesome. Right now, there's another class that's going on, and there'll be more in the future. I want to encourage you to go if you need to learn more about this area. Also, parents out there of teenagers, our youth are going to be starting this as well next Sunday night. So get them signed up for Financial Peace University. Let's take a look at some of the international outreaches. We had a ministry tip, uh, trip to Lebanon that we shared about earlier in the year. Kingdom Fiesta was televised Sunday morning through SAT-7, a Christian satellite television station that reaches countries in the Middle East and North Africa. SAT-7 has the potential of reaching millions of households. Glory. At the pastor's conferences, at the night meetings, there were Muslims there. There were people's lives changed by the power of God. And you, Heart of the Bay Christian Center, went there with us, making it possible. Amen. Amen. Then we shared in depth because we just got back in July to Samoa. How many of you remember that wonderful slide presentation? 
We were able to share in Rama South Pacific. Rama South Pacific has approximately right now 100 students from all over that region of the world. I know there were people, of course, from Samoa, from Tonga, from New Zealand, from Australia. And their goal is to reach the islands of the sea. You know, there are islands where people have not yet heard the gospel. And these students are being trained up. Pastor Mark preaching them the word of God. They are being trained up to go to these remote islands. And God has blessed them with this ship called the Uttermost Witness. And they are going and they are preaching the gospel. And we have a seed in all that shall be accomplished through Rama South Pacific. To Hallelujah. God be the glory. You know, I've been reading a book and I, and I highly, highly recommend it to you that have business and that you that are looking to the Lord for vision in your personal life. It's called Making Vision Stick by Andy Stanley. Charles Stanley's son has a church in Atlanta of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And he said that one thing about vision is you've got to define the problem. And you know, that's what Nehemiah did. He said, look, the city's in waste, the city's in ruins. That was the problem. But he just didn't come to them with a problem. He came to them with a solution. And the solution was, let us rise up and build. And let's do it now. Well, basically, dear saints, the problem is the Bay Area, this state, our nation, this world is in a state of trouble without Christ. They're in a state of turmoil. They are in a state of peril. Let's face it. People are lost. People are hurting. People are diseased. So we need to ask ourselves the question then, what's at stake here? And I say like David said, when he rehearsed the vision in front of the people whose knees were knocking at this big giant Goliath, David rose up and he said, is there not a cause? And I ask you tonight, as you look out on the highways and the byways, and you look out in the community where you live and in the marketplace you go in tomorrow, isn't there not a cause? You can turn the television on and you can look at the black hole. I ask you again, is there not a cause? And what is the compelling vision? What is that makes us tick? What's at stake here? What's at stake is where will people spend eternity? And I believe that it is the love of God that motivates us because we are God's children and we are loved children of a loving God. And we have not a solution, but we've got the solution. I think about that song, Brother Jimmy Andre Crouch. He sang it, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. The church, I believe the local church that operates in a unified vision of servants under the Most High God, I believe that we are the hope of the world. Not just this church, but the whole body of Christ and the local churches that God has raised up is the hope of the world. So why do we do this? Why do we give our lives for the gospel? Plain and simple, people are precious. And the Bible says that the husband is waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. I declare to you tonight that the night 
is far spent. And that the day of the Lord is at hand. And you know, there's this occupying thing going on in Oakland. I have no thoughts about that either way. But I do know one thing. The head of the church told the body of Christ to occupy until he comes. And that does not mean hide in a cave. And that does not mean speaking Christianese and wholly having Christian friends. But that means being light. That means being salt. Because there is so much at stake. Think about it. Someone brought the word to you. And so that's why we reach out. And I like what the message says. It says, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all of your day-to-day things, obligations, that you lose track of time and doze off. (laughs) These are the last Of the last days. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. And you and I are the hope of the world. In another way that that we reach out. You know we worked feverishly. And worked you know very hard. on, 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 On being more relevant. And so we upgraded our website. And we're on Facebook. I want you to look at some website statistics there. Look at this picture. This year, Heart of the Bay Christian Center received 7,978 visits from 60 countries and 808 cities. Good. And as soon as we can find out what our Apple password is, (laughs) because it slipped, and that's all right, we're going to find out how many downloads went off our website and where the Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night service is going into Arab countries. It's going into Europe. It's going into the Philippines. It is going into all the world. Now notice this next one, audio. The audio. Let's go back to the audio. Via website and iTunes. 15,601 visits, 37 countries, an average of 160 new listeners every month. Video, 7,380 visits, 591 plays from 19 countries. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I get stirred up when I see that kind of stuff. You know, because it goes beyond these four walls. Amen. Hallelujah for that. Then we're having outreaches right here within our local body as well, where we preach the word and we invite people. Every one of our services really are an outreach to the community. And we need to be fired up about about inviting the lost to our services. But one thing that we do in our women's ministry is every uh, spring, right around Mother's Day, we do an annual spring brunch. This past year, we had about 200 in attendance, which is a great amount of ladies that come. And the thing that I really enjoy about that, of course, it's food again, but 
I enjoy the fact that ladies are comfortable to invite their moms or to invite their sisters or their daughters, people that normally do not come to the church. We always have a great response from those that visit, and it's just a wonderful opportunity to get family members here. Praise God. And then we do bring in special guests. How many of you were here when we just had the Living Faith Crusade with Reverend Kenneth and Lynette Hagan? It did our hearts good to see hundreds of people from attendance from all over Northern California. They came to be refreshed and to be restored and to be healed. And you know why that was possible? Because of this facility, we were able to accommodate hundreds of people and to be a blessing not only to those that came, but to be a blessing to the Hagen ministry as well so that they could come and preach the gospel here in Northern California. All of these outreaches that we are involved in and that we do through this church would not be possible unless we were a praying church. Did you know that the success of any Christian endeavor is based on the prayer behind it? Many years ago, the Lord gave this phrase to Pastor Mark, and it is powerful. I always get it backwards. Purposeful, Purposeful, powerful prayer paves the way for the impossible to become possible. Try saying that 10 times. (laughs) And you'll be speaking in tongues. No, (laughs) we have regular prayer meetings that meet every single week. We won't take the time to list all of those, but along with the regular prayer meetings this year, we had two special prayer emphasis seasons of prayer where we came together and prayed about the needs of the people. We prayed about the loss. We prayed for healing signs and miracles. And guess what? Our God is a God who hears and answers prayer. I'm so thankful for that scripture in James chapter five, verse 16, that says the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. What does it do? It makes tremendous power available and it's dynamic in its working. So we're not going to be praying less in this day and in this hour. We're going to be praying more because God is giving this church more assignments and for them to succeed, they have to be undergirded with the prayer of the saints. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise we got God. any prayer warriors in the house. And then we go on to the area of healing. That has to do with reaching. We'll be establishing some goals tonight, but also we'll be establishing some more goals after the first of the year. Because vision is something that we want to continue on in a very strong way. Healing. Healing. Everyone say healing. Healing. Bringing healing to the hurting. Of course, that's done by the laying on of hands and that's done by our visitation team we got 30 team members on our visitation team praise god what do they do well they visit people in the church family who are that are in the hospital uh they're they're shut-ins they're they're facing very difficult times but there are people that have been trained to go and minister christ to them and then we have another powerful ministry called helping hands ministry And Helping Hands Ministry, basically, are team members who provide meals for those in our church family who are elderly or those that are recovering from an illness or new mothers. Perhaps they might be serving uh, when they're a repast meal and ministering to the needs of the people in the church. 
And then recently, uh, Divorce Care was kicked off and established. Divorce Care is a 13-week class dedicated to help walk alongside of people that are going through separation or divorce. You know, in this church, 51 to 52% of the people who attend Heart of the Bay are single. Did you know that? They're single. And a lot of them are people that have experienced divorces. And so this divorce care is an awesome ministry to help them to walk, praise God, in this life as more than conquerors. Amen? There's a lot of other things and a lot of other areas that have to do with healing for the hurting that we'll talk about at the end of this presentation. Praise God. Then another part of our vision is maturing the believer. Maturing the believer, first of all, through the word. How many of you are thankful for the word of God that is preached from this platform? Whether it's Pastor Mark, whether it's Pastor Nancy, Pastor Tom, the word of God goes forth unhindered and it changes lives. Amen. Everybody lift your hands and say, thank God for the word. It doesn't return void. Hallelujah. And then along with preaching the word, another wonderful, important aspect of, of, of maturing the believer is through worship. Are you thankful for our worship team here? Are you thankful for the spirit of God having liberty in our services? It's so important that we learn how to honor God and how to reverence him. Isn't that a beautiful picture of believers coming together and just unashamedly raising their hands and raising their voice to honor God. Amen. Important part of maturing the believers. This was on one of our Easter Sundays. Thank God for our choir. Hallelujah. People that come and do special music. It's just all part of giving glory to God for he is worthy to be praised. Amen. I can remember that Easter morning. You guys sang a song about the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Yeah. Powerful song. I'm telling you, it helped the preacher preach. <laughs> And you were blessed and our altars were full. I'm telling you, music is so vital and worship is so vital. So we encourage you to come ready to worship the Lord. And then maturity also has to do with discipleship and also equipping. This year, so far, we've been able to have two membership classes. And we have received into the church family 44 new members. Thank God. This year, by the grace of God, we were able to kick off our foundations class. We had several people in the church teach the class. We had the Hings lead it. But there were, this was an eight-week class. Topics such as how to read and understand the Bible. Renewing the mind. And over 30 people attended this class. I cannot tell you what a breakthrough that yeah, is. Yeah, that is. Do you know how difficult it is for peop- to get people to go to a discipleship class? <laughs> we're on our way up. We're going Woo! from 101 yeah. to 201 to 301. We are developing disciplined followers of the Lord Jesus Christ that are becoming more like Jesus every day. Amen. And they will rise and they will grow to their full potential of Christ. I'm telling you, everybody is blessed. Then the leadership classes. What can I say about leadership? Recently, the Lord got my attention. Son, you need to do more about leadership. You need to develop more of a leadership culture in your church. 
If the church is the hope of the world, and it is, the church cannot go into this world without godly leaders. That's true. Well, thank you for those three weak amens. But I'm telling you, it is a time in a bokesh tamasta. It is a day for Amen. leaders to rise up and for leaders to step up and for leaders to lead. Amen. Not only by example, but also by commitment. Amen. So two leadership classes have been held simultaneously. And we're going to have a, a, a service where we, we acknowledge that and give them certificates. But... Um, This was to further equip our current leaders, but also to instill leadership skills in potential new leaders. And you might be 80 years old. You are a potential new leader if you want to be. This is not limited to age groups. Now, are you ready for a good report? This will set your feet dancing. Over 70 people attended these classes. And that's after a full day work on Thursday. Video teaching happened. John Maxwell taught, great mentor. And then they broke into small groups. We had small groups in just about every classroom and small groups upstairs. It was awesome. And there's going to be more to come. Amen. Then another important aspect of maturing the believer is connecting through relationships. A minister said many years ago that no man is an island. Then I heard someone say that the first banana that leaves the bunch is the first one that gets peeled. So it's important to stick with the bunch that God connects you with. Amen. And we don't, we here at Heart of the Bay, we offer so many various groups where you can get connected and make friends and build strong Christian relationships. Some of those teams that connect like that are our second win group, our couple together, our singles alive, and our emerge group. And we have some pictures here of some of their activities. I tell you, our second win group, it's an active group. That group's not retiring. They're refiring. They've gone all over the place. They do all sorts of things. So if you are 60 years or over, you need pastor qualifies. You need to check out that second wind group. They I meet could use the second morning. wind this morning at about 7 a.m. <laughs> That's for sure. And then... <laughs> This is our, this summer, the singles group and the couple together came together and they had a really awesome picnic from what I understand. And it's important to have fun with other believers. Thank God for what happens here in this sanctuary. But if you get out and you have fellowship and you eat with one another and all of these things, it connects you. And when you go through a difficult time, you know what? You know you're going to have brothers and sisters that love you. That know you and are there for you. So praise God for what's happening in those age groups. And what's happening in our Emerge group. Our Emerge group is the 18th, the 30th, 30 years. They were the ones that went over to Chabot College. They were the ones that made made to worship happen. They're doing all sorts of great outreaches and great activities. There's something for everybody. I'm looking at this congregation tonight and I'm seeing a wide spectrum of people's ages, of of, of all sorts of different backgrounds, but everybody in this congregation either fits in second wind, in couple together, in singles, in emerge, or in this next group that we want to talk about, the youth ministry. 
Look at our youth in here tonight. All right. The youth have it going on. We have our 180 group, which is a junior high and senior high. Then we have our ground zero, which is junior high. And these kids, they're taught the word of God. And they also know how to have fun together. Recently, Pastor Nancy had it in her heart. They implemented a Friday night meeting. I know that's been going really, really well. When that happens, parents, get your youth here for those Friday night meetings. Then the youth also, every year they go to youth camp. How many of you youth in here have been to camp? Let me hear you. All right. (coughs) Go up to youth camp with Donnie Moore. All right. Call of Duty (laughs) was their theme this year. And I like this. This is what our youth are becoming. Radical. Hallelujah. Radical reality summer youth camp. And there's, that's a group of them having a good time in Jesus. Hallelujah. Then the other group that's represented in here tonight. I told you everybody falls in one of these groups is our children's ministry. Our preschool ministry. Oh, What a blessing. Over this past year, the average attendance between our Sunday a.m. and p.m. attendance has been 48 children in these different classrooms that we're going to look at right now. And I'll put a plug in here. If you're not yet serving in one of these, get involved. I love these little guys. This is Discover's. Zero to two years old. And as you can see there, they're having interaction there. They're playing with the kids. But you know what they're doing? They're showing them the love of God and they teach them the word of God on their level. Isn't that great? See, they're having their little story time. They're learning about Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, our little granddaughter falls in that age group. She's two and a half now, but it's amazing the things that she knows about Jesus and how she loves to sing songs about Jesus. It's important to bring our children up and to start at a young age. Then the next age group is the Noah's. That's the two to the four year olds. I love this age group and I love this classroom. I'm always so blessed when Mr. and Mrs. Noah show up to teach the class. With their guest appearance there. Seriously, if you have not checked out these classrooms over here, we have three really cute, amazing classrooms for our preschool. The atmosphere is so cute in there. All these things are painted on the walls. Look at that. Having a good, glorious time. You would love to serve in there. It's just a fun time with these kids. Then the next age group is the kingdom seekers. And that's ages four to six. And you can see there, they're being taught the word of God, then they have an activity time as well. They have lots of good interaction. Praise God for what's happening in their lives. Then the next age group, of course, is our CIA. In our CIA age group, that's one, first through sixth grade. On our Sunday morning and PM services, the average attendance is 61 children. And when we are so blessed and so excited, last month we were able to resume our Wednesday CIA group, which had to take a break for a few months. God's bringing in anointed laborers. And I believe there's some anointed laborers out there right now that God's dealing with to minister to our children. We're believing for CIA ministry at our 9 p.m. service. 9 or 9 a.m. 9 p.m. 9 a.m. It's almost 9 p.m. now. No, it's not. Okay. 
I'm no, you're doing right good. Along. I'm kidding. Okay, so here's some pictures <laughs> of what these kids, what they're excited about is they were graduate, graduating from Kingdom Seekers and going up to the CIA oh, yeah. age group. Now, let's see some more about CIA. Hallelujah party. That just happened. Oh, what a fun time that was. We want to look at some of the kids getting blessed, getting their candy, playing their games. Hallelujah. Dressing up in their little costumes. <laughs> <laughs> They're all doing Who something is that? good. Noah and, and Luke? Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, they're all doing something. They're all cre- dressed up in something that God created. You know, we yeah. had a very limited time to get a lot of the pictures together. So what I'm about to show you is the 27 teams that we have in operation in the church. We have faithful team leaders, faithful assistants, faithful prayer room uh, leaders. And uh, I'm telling you, in 2012, what I want to do is I want to highlight our teams. I want to do something like a uh, job fair or something on site or maybe a vision night where we can take more pictures and we can really give you a really, really good picture of all that these people do. I mean, it is awesome. I mean, the housekeeping alone literally saves the church thousands of dollars every year. The grounds team that goes out there and, and does work outside, they're saving us money. And not only that, but they're putting their hand to the plow and they're using their gifts for the glory of God. But from A all the way to Y, from audio duplication, bookstore, camera, all of those particular teams, those are teams that are in place already here at Heart of the Bay. And we believe that we're going to go up stronger and stronger in every area. And one thing that I want you to do is I want you to be praying continuously for God to send forth more labors in the harvest. You know something, to be honest with you, It's not difficult to have a vision, but to put legs to the vision and to put actions with your vision is another thing. And it takes a lot of prayer and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of people like you as a unified community of servants using your talents for the glory of God. And I publicly want to thank every person that serves in this church in helps, in leadership, to God be the glory. You are making it happen here in the Bay Area. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Amen. Last year, in November, we had our Heart for the House banquet. How many remember that? Tony Cook was in the house, and he was sharing the word, and it was awesome. We had about 300 people come, and we had a banquet. And we shared, you know, basically some goals, but, you know, it was more around the financial area because we had very big needs last year. We had to refinance the building and so forth. But I believe that this year, we need to attach some pictures we need to pa- attack some, uh, attach some passion to what the ministry is all about. And I know by the grace of God that we're doing that. And in the future, we'll be able to do it more and more. And so I want to give you very quickly a financial update. First and foremost, I want to tell you, to God be the glory, we are current in all of our payments. And that's a miracle. And that is a miracle. And so our total payments for the last 12 months from November 2010 through October of 2011 have been $631,334.04. Now what this represents is 12 months, but it's really 11 months of payment. Because when you refi, sometimes they'll give you a month off. 
you understand, of your payment, but then they charge you 60000 to refinance. So it was a trade-off. I was relieved that it wasn't over 100000 And so I was shouting the victory. And so uh, in the last year, we have received about 392000 into the building fund and heart for the house. That's something to be thankful for. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. And so the difference there is about 300,000 or 298,000. And so that 298,000 has been made up by the general fund and also some school district funds that we had for the sale of our other building. But most of it comes right out of the general fund, well over $200,000. And so with that kind of money going out of the general fund to make a building payment is a big thing. And I believe we're going to close that gap this year. Let me say it once again. I believe we're going to close that gap this year. I believe we're going to, I believe we're going to get her done. Hallelujah. And so what the Lord has led me by his spirit to in this year is to do some bite-sized goals. Last year, the goal was, was real big, and it was for a year. And I believe that we're just led by the Spirit to start out with a five-month goal. To start out with a goal for five months. Amen? And in 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 3, says, The Lord told him, I have learned and heard your, I've heard your prayer and supplication which you have made before me. I have hallowed this house which you have built, and I have put my name and my presence there forever. Now notice this. My eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. How many of you know that the eyes of the Lord are on heart of the bay? Why? Because I believe our hearts are upright and our hearts are perfect toward Him. So instead of, you know, setting a huge goal, we're setting a bite-sized goal. And that goal is for 250000 And I'll tell you right now, nothing's too difficult for my God. I've seen my God work. And 250000 in, in five months is doable. Everyone say it's doable. Now, I'm not asking anybody to do anything that they're not inclined to do, not do anything that they're not led to do. And I'm not asking one person to write out a check for $250,000. But if you do, it would be just fine with Reverend Thomas. And so those funds are, are basically needed for our payments from November through March. Let's move on very quickly now. As I said, vision is a picture of the future that produces uh, passion. Dr. Cho, that great Korean pastor in Seoul, Korea, with hundreds of thousands of people in his church, said this. If you show me your vision, I will show you your future. Reaching, healing, and hurting. What we're going to focus on is reaching out to non-Christians in this area and around the world with the restoring power of God by reaching and teaching and touching and making a difference. Everyone say reaching, reaching. Touching, touching, and making a difference. Now, like I said, we're going to set more goals, so, so don't get nervous. We're going to do that by the grace of God, but we're going to do it under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. But in 2012, we are going to focus as a congregation on reaching people in our local community. I thank God for the Thanksgiving outreach that we're doing, but I want to at least quadruple it. I mean, next year I want to do 150 to 200. Amen. We want to do that. And that's just one area.
touching lives by connecting people into relationships at church, and making a difference by serving in ministry. Go on to the next one. Reaching people. Reaching out to our Hispanic community through Bible translations and and Bible study. Reaching by introducing people to Heart of the Bay Christian Center. This is where I come in. And this is where you come in. This is where we all come in. And so what we're going to do in the very near future is we're going to put something together to hand out to you. And what I'm asking you to do as your pastor is I want you to pray and I want you to become conscious of those that are around you and the harvest that God has placed basically right at your feet. And so what I'm asking you to do is to make a list of those you, you don't, who, who you know who don't go to church. And this may be a Christian. Secondly, use church events as opportunities to introduce people to Jesus. And we're going to do some events in 2012 that will make easy for people to come to church. You know, if you're nervous about bringing someone to the, 9 a, or to the 11 a.m. service, bring them to the 9 a.m. And if you're nervous about bringing them to the 9 a.m. service, bring them to Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. And if you're nervous about... (laughs) Bring them to second wind. Bring them somewhere. Introduce them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Spread the word. Everyone say, spread the word. word. About your church. How? Through inviting them to church and by using social media. For those of you who are online, you have Facebook, you can get online, the website, and can, you can use the Facebook on our online to invite people to church. Isn't that right, Michelle? It is an excellent tool to stay connected. Amen. Amen. And so we're reaching people. We are developing a culture of leadership for current and emerging leaders. We're developing, and I desire this with all of my heart, to develop even a stronger healing environment. Through such support groups like grief recovery. I want to start a healing class or a healing school. I want to start other things that we're led to do. And that God has graced us to do. You know, we can't do it all, but we can do what God graces us and instructs us to do by His power. Amen? Amen? And so that's an avenue, that's a tool for reaching out to people. And then making a difference through our, our foundations class and, and to encourage people to be empowered and grow to their full potential in Christ. And I believe that together in 2011, 2012, we can make a difference. I said we can make a difference. We can serve people in our church in our community, and we can serve around the world. So what I'm asking you to do, I'm asking you to find an outreach that you can become involved in on a regular basis. Find somewhere that you can connect. Find a ministry where you can serve at Heart of the Bay Christian Center. Bring a friend to this group. And we're under the Making the Difference one. Amen. Give back to God through your tithes and through your offerings, which I believe makes ministry possible. We would not be in this beautiful building. God didn't put us in this beautiful building for us four and no more. Come on, somebody help me. I believe that this vision will long outlive Brenda and I. 
But I believe with all of my heart that our best days are just out in front of us. I believe that the best is yet to come. And you know how I know that? Because my God saves the best for the last. Oh, glory to God. And so we want to build a genuine sense of community within the church. You pray for me. You pray for Brenda. You pray for this pastoral staff. You have no idea how much work it takes to do what's done in this place. It is an immense responsibility. And I have to steward my staff to make sure that they're not burning the candle at both ends. And that is where you come in and where you have come in. To come alongside with your prayers. To serve God with your time. To serve God with your talents. And to serve God with your treasures. So does this embody everything that I have in my heart? No, it does not. But I'm telling you, it's a good start. And I believe this in Philippians 1.6. That he who has begun a good work in us, he's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I, for one, intend to give my very, very best to God. And I mean in my finances. I mean that in my time. I mean that in my energy. I do not want to hear from the Lord when I go to see him undone or well. And neither do you. You want to hear well done. Not overdone, but well done. Good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of the Lord your God. And so I unapologetically, unapologetically ask you for your help in the area of prayer. In the area of sacrificial giving. It is so vital and it is so important that we as stewards and managers over what God has entrusted us with. Do it diligently, do it properly, and do it with excellence. Amen. I believe there's coming a day where this whole building will be paid in full. I believe it's coming. I believe it's coming. But we are not going to wait until the building's paid off to reach out. We're not going to get, we're not going to play that game. We're not going to wait for a ship to come in that we haven't sent out. I tell you, we're sending out ships here and ships there. And together we're making a difference and the vision shall be fulfilled. Amen. How many of you will get on board with me? Let's all stand to our feet. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you the glory. And we give you the honor. And we give you the praise tonight, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the work that you've begun in our lives. Say it with me, Father, in the name of Jesus. We call in the labors from the north, from the south, east and west. We pray for the laborers to step up and to step in to serving the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we have workers in abundance. Lord, we ask for rain. We ask for your presence. We can't do this on our own. Thank you, Lord, for sending the rain, for sending the glory. We pray, Father God, for heaven's help, and we give you thanksgiving for it. Now, let's thank him for what he's already done. Glory to God. Thank you. Great things you have done. That's something to be celebrated. That's something to get happy about. That's something to be thankful for. 
and all the rewards of the faithful are great. A faithful man, a faithful church shall abound with blessings. Now let's thank him what he's about to do. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. You save the best for last. You save the best for the very last. If you will look in the Bible, you will see miracle after miracle after miracle happening in the church. But the first miracle that Jesus performed was a provisional miracle. And he turned water into wine. And he is the same yesterday. Come on. Today and forever. He can turn the water into wine. He can move jobs your way. He can bring increase into your life. So don't be enamored by 250,000. Your attitude ought to be, is that all it is? Now I know in my heart that if you were able to, many of you would write that check out tonight. I know you would. But you're not able to right now. But I tell you what, faith is the victory. I said faith is the victory that overcomes the world. You know what? I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And I've never seen his seed out begging for bread. Believers are not beggars. And I'm not begging you for anything. What I'm asking you to do is to invest in eternity. Invest in reaching. Invest in healing. And invest in maturing. And as we all put our hearts together in faith, little will become much when we put it in the Master's hand.